Okay, are we like starting right now? Yeah, like we're starting. Okay. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm waiting on you, dude. <laughs> hey, this is Brian. Hey, this is Amanda. And you are listening to the Pro Tips Podcast. Find your focus and level up your life using our random ramblings and pro tips to find that winning edge at life. Hey, buddy. So what you been up to? Oh, you know, just doing the thing, living my best uh, just killing it. rodeo dream life. Sweet. Yeah. Detail. Details. Okay, so we're playing catch up. Hey, buddy. So what you been up to? So I started the month of June at the Yeti Classic Barrel Fraternity. I left Friday, June 4th, and spent Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday in Rock Springs, Wyoming with some of my favorite barrel racers out there. Missed you, BT Dubs. Like I know, dang it. But that's okay, because... One day I'll make it up to the Yeti. Yes, there will be another Yeti for sure. So, um, because it's not really the qual like quantity of racers you bring, but the quality of racers you bring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes it tough. Yeah. So there was a lot of great barrel racers there, a lot of great open runners. And then I packed up all that stuff. Luckily, we were done fairly early. Um, It wasn't as big as it has been in the past, but that was totally okay. We had a lot of really, really good, good fun runs. The ground was super safe. Oh my gosh, the tractor driver was literally probably one of the best that I've ever seen since shooting out in Rock Springs at uh, the Sweetwater Events Complex. Like, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. He did a fantastic job. It was amazing. Um, Good. Yeah. So anyways, I packed up Sunday and left Rock Springs about four o'clock, about maybe five o'clock, got into Heber City um, just after seven. And I didn't even go to my trailer or anything. I went straight to the arena arena and started unloading my strobe so I could get ready for the cow cutting competition because I had the Utah State High School finals in Heber City from June 7th through June 12th, which that was that was a blast. I always love, love, love going to Heber City and working with all my favorite Utah families and the, the Utah High School Rodeo Association is literally one of my favorites. Like, I feel like I'm coming home to my family. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the Wasatch County Events Complex groundskeeper and manager and everybody, they just, they really work really hard and go above and beyond to try to help everybody out and make sure that we've got everything we need. It just, it makes for a really, really, really fun week. So that was awesome. I had some awesome booth babes there. Uh, Madison, she's worked for me a couple years and then Michaela, She's new this year, but she's doing an amazing job. And shout out to the booth babes. Shout out to the booth babes. And um, my bestie, my photog bestie, John Golem, came up and he and I are literally, literally like a well oiled machine. Like it's, it's, it's almost creepy how we can pretty much read each other's minds. Like I don't even really have to tell him like what I need him to do. He just automatically does it. And it makes the it, best. Dude, it makes it so awesome. And I got to give him a shout out because he is on his PRCA permit this year. Ooh, um, John, level I up. Know, I know. And he's, he's basically almost got it filled. Like he just did his fourth PRCA rodeo in price this last weekend and threw some sneaks up last night and slayed it. Like the dude is so good. He's so talented. So if you guys are looking for another photographer to follow, check out Jay Golem photos on Facebook or Jay Golem photos on Instagram and follow my, bu- my buddy, John Golem. Um, he's super, super talented. So right after Heber city, I literally had maybe 48 hours to get ready for the kick and Corona rodeo in Ogden. So we left Heber city. I left Heber city Sunday around noon Got to Ogden and spent the afternoon at my friend Karen's house doing laundry, um, kind of decompressing a little bit. And then we set up our booth and everything on Monday at the Kick and Corona there at the Golden Spike Events Center in Ogden. And this is the second year they've done the Kick and Corona. It's, it's structured exactly like the Intermountain Icebreaker because it's produced by the same, you know, the same stock contractor and everything. And it's, it's a well-oiled machine as well like makes it super fun um the days were pretty short we only had about 224 contestants i believe 
which was totally okay because it it kept our shooting time in the arena to around four hours which was perfect especially with the record-breaking heat that Ogden was having because they had the outdoor running the outdoor arena running and then the indoor riding arena and I have to give a shout out to myself because the riding arena for those that have been to the riding arena at the Ogden Golden Spike Event Center the big brick building lighting is so tricky and I've been working so hard to get it dialed in and I was so excited because my goat time pictures finally came out looking like I wanted them to and my barrel racing pictures look bomb my pull bending pictures in there are bad like super awesome and of course my team rope and flicks are sick because it's just when you're doing stuff this much it makes it easy but my favorite yeah. was the the goat tying pictures because I added an, an extra strobe and just okay yeah I'm gonna I will I'm planning on sharing some sneaks probably in the next day or two from all of my adventures the last couple weeks but kicking Sweet. Corona was awesome nobody died at heat stroke apparently I about got kicked on Friday during the short round when I was out in the Coliseum there was a goat tying horse that thought it would be funny to kick out as he came past me like as he circled around me and I don't know how close he got everybody said he got probably within a foot of kicking me like right in the butt but apparently he missed You're lucky so dude I am lucky because everything always works out for me and you know I am so safe anywhere I go I'm safe in the arena I've got like I tell myself it's super cheesy but I don't even care I tell myself I've got like a three inch round, you know, safety bubble where nothing can touch me anytime I'm in the arena. It's awesome. There you go. Yeah. So just a random thought, when you are taking bull riding pictures, are you on the outside of the arena or the inside? I love that you asked that question because I get asked that a lot. And the answer to that is I am on the outside of the arena because I have this thing with self-preservation is everything. You don't want to get mauled by a bull? Not not so much. Yeah, not like really? that just doesn't sound very fun. And same thing with like the bucking horses, bareback and saddle bronc horses. You know, I would honestly much rather be taking photos of the wreck than being a part of the wreck or being the one that causes <laughs> the wreck or, you know, scrambling for my life and miss a sweet image like a, a fantastic flick because I'm too busy climbing the fence, you know? Right. So... And I figure what's the difference? I was just curious. Yeah. Like what's, I mean, what's two feet? Like that's literally all the difference, whether I'm inside or outside. It's, it's a matter of two feet and I can literally poke my lens through the fence just as easy as I can, you know, trying to scramble up the the fence. fence. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody has, yeah, everybody has their personal preference and I just prefer to uh, cover my butt, you know? I get it. I get it. That's a great question though. Thank you for asking it. (laughs) (laughs) of course yeah so what's up with you buddy let's like let's hear what you've been up to the last two weeks two and a half weeks I mean we do still talk every day but sometimes I feel like it it's like days and days and days where no I've just been kind of doing the same thing I've been super busy riding colts and barrel horses and rope horses um it's been extremely hot like you said record-breaking heat in Salt Lake City which is about 40 miles north of me it was 107, and that's the hottest it's ever been in history in Salt Lake. Oh, my head. So it's been super hot today. It's only about 100, but still plenty warm for sure. So I've just been getting my butt out of bed at the crack of dawn, and lately, the past couple of days, I've been stacking hay for a couple hours and then climb on some colts, get them rolled in the morning, take a little bit of a break in the afternoon when it's super hot by yeah, yeah we don't really we're just so busy it. and we don't yeah. like we're just like sending random snapchats and not having conversation yeah well and we do that yeah. just to keep up our super awesome snap streak <laughs> i know what is it now it's got to be over like 330 something isn't it uh, uh 332 i just looked <laughs> yep we're almost at a year that's awesome i love it by uh saying a break i mean like paperwork and barn work stuff that's not writing um and then ride all night long and if I need to put my shop lights out in the arena and keep going while it's not hot so that's what you um, did last night right yeah yeah I still had it was like probably 10 30 and I still had a couple of rodeo horses to exercise so I just put the shop lights out in the arena and 
went to work. So it's a lot better than doing it in a, in a hundred degree weather. That's for sure. Oh, so, for real. But that's really all I've been up to, kind of getting ready for the rodeo season, getting my two rope horses tuned up, and getting rid of some horses and cows and random things around here to kind of take a load off of myself. So it's been a it's been a productive couple of weeks, getting a lot done. So. That's exciting. I'm super proud of you for lightening your load because I know that's really hard for you. Yeah, no, it it is hard. And so the hardest thing for me is telling people no, and I've just had to just had to work on it. And definitely a good feeling when you get a few less mouths to feed and take care of. So, dude, I love it. I love how yeah. you said it's really hard to tell people no because I feel you, and I've had to oh, work it's so at, hard. Yeah, I've had to work at it, but at the same time, let's look at it this way saying no to other people is actually saying yes to yourself. And it is literally a form of self-love by putting up that boundary and saying, you know what? I don't need to take care of what you've got going on. I need to take care of what I've got going on. And, you know, people are either going to respect you or they won't. And if they don't, then that's on them. It's their own problem. Absolutely. No. And I feel like, I feel like if you tell people no, then the people that you tell yes for or yes to get a better version of you anyway so it's a total win oh absolutely 100 100 awesome okay so we had a few ideas we were kind of brainstorming a little bit before we jumped on and started recording tell me your favorite moment from the last two weeks Mm, my favorite moment oh you couldn't give me some heads up no dude that's what makes it so (laughs) fun is like you you put you on the spot and it's like oh man now i gotta like find something cool to like talk about I can't say I can't say I have a specific moment just because my days have been nothing out of the ordinary just you know the everyday work right but the my favorite part of the last two weeks is I've kind of put myself and my two rodeo horses a little bit higher up on the totem pole of my work schedule before it was kind of like if I had time at the end of the day then I would practice and then I would work my horses and whatnot and just coming into the rodeo season and looking at my big fat giant goals i'm like it's time that i just put this first get it done make sure i get the work in and then you know go on with my day and so, so that's probably been one of my favorite moments per se of the last couple of weeks is just finally deciding to put you know those big giant goals first and knock them out of the park so making your goals and your horses and getting yourself ready for the summer rodeo season that you want to have, you're making yep. that more of a priority versus taking care of, I mean, you're still taking care of other people's horses and client horses, obviously, but just knowing that you need to make that a priority, you know, make your horse, your own horses and getting them ready to go more of a priority Right, makes you feel, feel like you're actually moving in the direction you want to go. Right. Right. Yes. Yep. I love that. Exactly. I love that. So what do you feel is the most important aspect of making your, like yourself, your horses and, and your goals a a priority? Did that make sense? That made no sense. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just be honest. Okay. So where, which direction am I trying to go with this here? Okay. Like, why is it important? Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's just go for that. Yeah. Why is it so important to you? to make that a priority versus taking care of everybody else's stuff. Well, I think it just makes you feel better as a human. Like you feel like you're going somewhere, you know, and, and then at the end of the day, when I crawl in bed and I look at my goals, because I try to look at them every day, you know, you, you always want to write them down. They're more likely to happen. It's scientifically proven. If you write them down they're they're going to happen. I, I always try to look at them every day, at least once or twice a day before I get in bed, when I get out of bed, whatever. The days that you don't put those things first and they don't get done, you crawl into bed feeling like a piece of junk. Obviously, that's not how you want to end your day or start your day. If I look back at the end of the day and I say, all my client horses got rode, the stalls are cleaned, you know, the rodeo horses are worked and I practiced, I roped the, the head and dummy, I roped the calf rope and dummy, I tied, whatever, you know, you can look back at the end of the day and it, it makes you feel better because that goal that you have in mind where you want to be in five years, it's getting closer. And if you're not working on it every day, you go to bed feeling like junk because you didn't even do anything that day to make that happen. Big goals like that, they're not going to happen overnight. It's an accumulation every day. You want to get 1% better 
every day because guess how much better you'll be in a hundred days, hundred oh, percent better. Oh, oh. And so, <laughs> if you work every day to become one percent better, then it's going to make you feel a lot, a lot more motivated to get crap done. You know. Yes, I love it. Okay, so that is like almost the perfect segue and transition into my next thing that I want to talk about. I love the fact that you said that you you basically feel a sense of accomplishment if you've worked a little bit every day on your goals, right? Yeah. Okay, so my next question is, when do you know it's time to hustle and grind and get stuff done? And when do you know it's time to take a break and relax? And how do we find that balance? I feel like I should ask you that question because we all know that you're a lot better at it. (laughs) (laughs) Personally, I tend to hustle and hustle and hustle until I'm half dead. I know. And that's just kind of in my DNA. My dad's the same way. My grandpa's the same way. I mean, it's just the way I was raised, you know, you work and I love it. But I've found lately, especially with this heat, like I was saying in the heat of the day, I'm not riding. I'm coming in, taking a break, getting some water, cooling off, you know, the best version of myself is on those horses. And it's not an overheated, tired, ornery version of myself, you know? Yeah. And so... I think love it. I think that that's so important and it doesn't it doesn't have to be you take a break during the day. It, it could be you hustle 6 days out of the week and on the 7th you rest or you go once a week and you know you, you girls like to get your nails done or whatever you do to feel pretty. Like <laughs> that that could be your that could be you treating yourself, you know. If you've ever seen have you seen Parks and Rec? on netflix you're gonna series. die because i'm gonna say no and you're oh gonna my freak gosh. out. see i yeah, freaking love it you're not the all only you one. listeners out there all you're five of you <laughs> if you've watched parts and rec i can't remember the lady's name but they have a treat yourself day and they say treat yourself the reason i do that is because then when i actually go back out to work and i feel like we all have to have those days where we work and we work and we work but we have to recharge yes. and I think it's different for all of us, whether recharging is going to get your nails done or coming inside and sitting in the cool air for 30 minutes or, you know, whatever it, whatever it's going to be, it, it helps you because then the next day you're ready to go out and kill it again. And you're not worn down. You're not tired and, you know, overworked. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about it. But I think you're the expert on it. So I think you should talk about it. Disclaimer, I'm far from an expert on any of this stuff. (laughs) We're going to, we got, I kind of. So we kind of got teased a little bit and I don't even want to say teased. People just noticed how we kept saying that we're not pros, but yet we're given pro tips. But it's called pro tips. Yeah. Pro like pro tips from the non-pros. It's hilarious. <laughs> I think it's, you know, it's kind of a tongue in cheek, kind of like sarcastic, whatever. Right. So anyways, you know, there is, there has to be a balance. And for me personally, I used to be like that where I would just go, 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 go thinking I had to take care of everybody's stuff before I took care of myself and I had to get all these orders done and I couldn't rest until everything was taken care of. And it was just like Mach 90, like all the time. And I don't know who could continue like that for long periods of time because I know I can't. And once I figured out that I actually, number one, feel better if I take time to to rest and recharge. And number two, I, I'm more excited and grateful to jump into the work end of it after I've basically filled my cup up first, you know, Mm -hmm. because what's the saying? You can't pour from an empty cup. You know, if you're depleted and you're exhausted, then it's like you said, your horses are going to get like a tired, worn out Brian. And then it's not going to work. Like they're not going to work for you and they're going to be frustrated and they're going to be feeling, picking up on your energy because everything is energy, emotional energy, energetic energy. If you're tired, you're going to not be doing as well as if you're rested. So Yeah. Well, um, and that was totally me last night. I'll, I'll completely admit it. I was, you know, up at probably five, stacked 150 bales of hay, rode a million horses, cleaned stalls, the whole, the whole nine yards, you know. I was tired and I was hot and I went to team rope last night and I climbed on one of the colts that I'm working with and he was an absolute craphead and I was like what in the heck and most most practice sessions you know I'll miss one or two whatever 
the first six steers I roped didn't catch a single one. And I was just like, <laughs> dude, what in the world? Like, oh, this is a great feeling before the first rodeo of the summer, you know? And then I, I kind of just had to realize, like, take a deep breath. You know, you're tired, you're worn out. You just need to chill. And so I got off that horse and I got some water and I got back on and whatever. It was like my rest. It was a 30 second rest, but it was, okay, let's reset my brain you know, and it worked. And yeah. so I feel like that that was just an example of like, when you get ornery and tired, it, it's not good. Like you might as well not practice because it's not right. going to be effective, you know? Right. 100%. So, so back to you. Uh, back to you. I love, <laughs> I love that you said that you're like, what the heck? Like, and it really made you kind of take take note, like sit up and be like, all right, where's my energy at right now? Like there's been times where, if my timing's off in the rodeo arena, or if I'm distracted, or if I'm not focused on what I'm doing, it's like, okay, what's like, what's happening? Like, yeah, within my own self, you know, within my own energy, that's causing the situation to feel off. And it actually, for me, it helps to ground myself and get present in the moment. And then I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, like, I need to find some gratitude right now. So for example, Friday, at the kick and Corona, I had like a half a like massive breakfast burrito about 10 o'clock and the performance started at noon. And then I just, I thought I could go pretty much through the whole performance and then awards and everything like that without eating. And Mm -hmm. that was probably not the best idea. So, I mean, it comes down to taking care of yourself. By the time the day was done, man, I was wiped. Like I was irritable. I was snapping at people like, and that I'm not normally like that. And so it's like, okay, what, what led up to this? Well, you dummy, you didn't take care of yourself. Like all you drank, all you had all day was pretty much water. And I think I had like a lifestyle mix, like a thrive lifestyle mix before the award started just to kind of give me a little bit of something. But by the time I was packing up my camper, getting ready to go, it was like eight 30 and your girl was hangry. Whoo, she was hangry. We don't like hangry Amanda. No, we don't like hangry Amanda. So the, my <laughs> point is, you have to do what you need to do to take care of you, regardless of where you are. You have to listen to your body and listen to what it's telling you when you're tired. I get home from, mm-hmm. I, I could have easily texted my girls and been like, okay, I need somebody to bring me a snack. I need somebody to bring me this. Like they brought me water. They, you know, they kept me hydrated, but they didn't keep me fueled because that was my fault because I didn't ask you know I didn't ask for I mean we had we had like a big huge bag of snacks I mean I could have easily asked for some trail mix or something but you know that was on me that I didn't so my two and a half weeks of craziness and my family's in town and it's father's day and I had every intention of like just hanging out on Sunday and not doing anything well I decided to go on a little adventure with my brother and my mom and my sister and my brother's friend. And I'm really glad that I went because we had a really good time, but like my shoulders are sunburned now. And I was like, okay, like we're good. Like it's fine. And then yesterday I ran up to Boise to do maternity pictures for my sister. Who's having a baby in like three or four weeks. And that was really fun. And I was glad I got to go. But again, I didn't get home until super late. And I told my mom as we were driving home last night, I said, I said, I'm going to take some time tomorrow to just not do anything. I said, this being in the truck stuff's for the birds. Like by then, by the time we were driving home, it's like 10 o'clock at night and I'm already wiped, you know? And so I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm just going to take some time to not do anything. And I totally did. It's, and it's deciding that it's safe to take a rest. It's deciding that you're okay to relax, deciding to know that you deserve to have a little bit of R&R time. Like you said, mm-hmm. whether it's 30 seconds to just regroup and like flip a switch in your brain to say, okay, like it's time to get stuff together. Or it could be like two or three hours of nap time where you just veg and watch a movie with your dogs. You know, some yeah. people, some people like to just sit outside and not do anything. Stay off your phone. Like, you know, it's okay to unplug. It's okay to like do what you need to do to essentially you know, fill your cup up so that you, you're better for everybody else. So I've noticed lately, this was another question I had, you know, that I was asking. So my sister and I were talking one day, it was after one of the rodeo performances during Kick and Corona. And I had some, some photos I had to send out to newspaper people, you know, 
and I was talking to my sister on the phone and I said, I'm trying to decide if I should just get my stuff done first, like take care of my, essentially take care of everybody else or take care of myself first and rest and recharge a little bit before jumping on the computer and taking care of everybody else. And so my sister was like, we're all programmed. The world and like society as a whole has been programmed to take care of everybody else before you take care of yourself. So I know you've ridden on an airplane and when they're going through all the safety procedure stuff, what's the one thing they tell you to do? Put it, put your own mask on first. Yes. Okay. So why do they tell you to do, to do that? Take care of all your other stuff first. So what I want to know is when did it become a thing to put everybody else first before you put yourself first? Because if you don't have oxygen, you can't help other people. Exactly. So you have to take care of yourself first because you have to be your number one priority. And then you can help other people. For me, making it a point to love myself enough and to know that it's safe and totally okay to put myself first before I put others first makes me a better person and, and makes my energy better it helps me feel better, happier, more more fulfilled, and I actually can give more to other people after I've given myself what I need first. So two hours, and I watched a movie, and I dozed a little bit, and I snuggled with my dogs, and I just rested and recovered. And now I feel like, yeah, I feel good, and I'm ready to sit down and start looking through orders, double-checking everything, getting them ready to process so that I can start getting things together and ready to go, keeping the promises to yourself, taking care of yourself first, knowing what you need to just rest and recharge, whether before I leave again, get up early in the morning and take an hour to go for a walk or to sit in journal. Or for example, I have like a whole bunch of orders to do, obviously. And today I still kept my promise with myself and I took sit and even drink a cup of coffee before the rest of your family gets up. So I'm going to throw this one out to the moms. Okay. Disclaimer. I'm not a mom. I don't know what it takes to raise kids. I raise dogs. Okay. Like, <laughs> but I do Same. know that everybody deserves <clears throat> time. And in order to take care of your friends and your family and to take care of AKA business. So I'm like doing air quotes here, business to take care of business you have to take care of yourself first. So make sure you're taking the time to either get up early and just have some time for yourself or go to, or send the kids to bed early so that you can have 30 or 40 minutes, you know, of alone time or get your husband or somebody to to take the kids out to a movie so that you can have the house to yourself and you can take a bath and you can read a book and you can do whatever it is you need to do to fill yourself up first so that you're a better version for your family. So that's my TED talk for the day. Um, Thank you for coming. Oh my gosh. It's <laughs> so important, you know, and yeah. I used to think that it's not that important. The more I started filling myself up first and taking care of myself first, the more I started noticing that more abundance was flowing into my life. Okay, are we back? Oh my gosh, we're so back. And I we're was back. Doing, I was like on such a great little rant. You were right speaking there. fire and anchor or whoever was like, nope, the internet, <laughs> the interwebs. Oh, we love technology. We love technology. We love technology. We love However, it and we're grateful for it. Yes. It was saving. It's like it's like disconnect and save. I'm like, okay, apparently that's what we're gonna have to do. So uh, <laughs> okay, so I hope everybody got a little something out of my 20 something minute rant. I don't know if it was really 20 minutes, but it was, it was a good one. Yeah. Self love, totally. self care and self, like making yourself a priority is huge. 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 Do you, do you have anything you want to add to that? Uh, on that same topic or a new topic? Let's kind of wrap up the self love, self care stuff, and then we can move on yeah. to the next thing. So I was just going to say um, how you were saying taking care of yourself helps yourself, but it also helps others. If, you know, like I said, if they're not getting the best you possible, then it's not doing them any good either. So if you take care of yourself first, you really are taking care of others in the meantime. I love it. Love it. That was my it. little blurb. I love it. It's so true. It's so true. I even posed that question to my aunt this morning when I was, cause I went and got my nails did today. And, and my Treat aunt yourself. Was, I know my aunt was, uh, 
it's her, it's the barbershop she owns. I go to the nail lady that works in there and um and we got talking really quick about just like the grind. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I even asked her that same question on when did it become okay to take care of everybody else before you took care of yourself? And she's like, well, I feel like we all, we're all chasing that mighty dollar. And that's mm-hmm. when I piped off with, that's all well and good. But I've noticed the more I fill myself up first and take care of myself, the more the money just flows to me. And I don't feel like I have to work as hard. Yeah. You know? And it's not, not a burden, but more of a blessing to work and to run my own business and to have orders drop in. And it makes me 10 times more grateful for them because I take the time to take care of myself first. No, I totally agree. Good stuff right there. Totally, totally. Okay, downshifting and redirecting. There's no easy way to segue into this. We're just going to go for it. Can I tell you my favorite moment of the last two weeks? Yes, please tell me it. Okay, anybody and everybody who follows Rodeo knows who the right family is, right? Yep. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Hey. Right. <laughs> There's Cody Wright, who's obviously the big brother. I'm not going to try to break it down how Cody's brothers all like play out or whatever, but there's like a ton of them. So there's now, so many. We'd yeah, miss them. Yeah. I would, I would mess it up for sure easily, even though <laughs> I've been taking pictures of the, this family for years. So now Cody is literally like the top of the pyramid when it comes to the saddle bronc riding rights. But mm-hmm. we're just going to kind of branch off because now Cody's four boys. So Cody has four boys and a daughter, I believe. Yeah, he has a daughter. And Cody's four bo- boys, we've got Ryder, Rusty, Stetson, and Staller. Right? Yep, right. Okay. I did it right. <laughs> you did it the right way. Oh, look at us. <laughs> look at us being little, funny. Our little right puns. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so last week or two weeks ago at the Utah State High School Rodeo Finals, Statler Wright, the youngest of Cody Wright's four boys, is up in the saddle bark riding. He rides Wednesday night, and then he rode again on Friday night. And then, of course, obviously he made the short round because he came into state finals with so many points that nobody could touch him. Mm-hmm. So he rides those three times. Every single night he was up to ride, Cody was there, Rusty was there, Ryder was there, Stetson was there every night so Saturday during the short round if you and you've done you've done Utah State so you know that on the short round day they bounce back and forth to arenas so that way there's no arena conflicts and parents can watch one arena at a time and kids aren't stressed and stuff like that so I'm in the large arena and whatever event's happening in the small arena we're in a break and they're getting ready to set they're setting up for saddle bronc riding and I got the best like, I, I really want to slap my desk right now, but I don't want it to be very loud. But I got the <laughs> best candid of Cody Wright with Ryder, Rusty, Stetson, and Statler. All standing right there over Statler's bronc, ready. It deserves a Pulitzer. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. But at the same time, it really solidified to me that you are the result of the five people you hang out with the most. Yeah, that is where I'm going with that. You have to surround yourself with the type of person, type of people you want to be to level up your game and become the type of person you want to become. See what I'm saying? Because seriously, you just know, just by looking at one photo, it's on my Instagram, by the way, it's got like 500 and something likes on it. Like it's had so many shares and it's amazing. (laughs) The caption's Blowing awesome. Up. Yeah, the caption's awesome. So go to What's the caption Instagram. say? Do you remember? Um, I have my phone right here. Hold on. I tell you. I tell you. Hold, please. I mean, I've seen it, but I don't remember the caption. Okay, so it says, to be a champion, you've got to surround yourself with champions. Amen. And it's, it's amazing. It's literally, yeah. oh my gosh, the best. No, it really ever. is. It's seriously a good photo because it kind of shows you... I mean, in just everyday life, like you said, you become the people that you're around, but it also shows you what rodeo is all about and that the Western lifestyle, your family, you know, your loved ones, everything like that. So it really, it's such a good photo because it has so many lessons in it and so much symbolism in it too. Oh, I love that you like picked up on all that stuff. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so it was, it was one of those deals where, like Wednesday night, John Golem noticed that 
all the rights were there. Ryder, Rusty, Statler, Stetson, Cody. This is, if this doesn't tell you what kind of a person Cody Wright is, I don't know what does because Wednesday night they needed somebody to run the out gate during like the goat tying and like some of the breakaway roping and stuff. Cody mm-hmm. Wright stood there and opened the gate for these kids to come in and out. Like that, if that doesn't tell you that the dude is legit, humble, down to earth, and amazing, I don't know what yeah. because he's not below running an out gate at a state finals. Right. It's amazing. So John noticed that all these boys were there and he's like, you need to try to get a picture of all of them together. And I was thinking, Oh Lord. Okay. I sent it out to rodeo news. I sent it. I even, I sent it to the PRCA. Like I sent it to my boss at the PRCA and I was like, Hey, I got this at the Utah state finals. Do you want it? And she's like, yes, like send it, you know, but cause like you said, it's got so many amazing so much meaning to it. Yes. So, and obviously Statler came out and threw down and won the state championship bareback or saddle bronc title and is headed to headed to his first nationals a year. Like he's only been riding Bronx just over a year and he's headed to his first nationals next month. So I donate one free eight by 10 to all the state challenge accepted dude for real. It's, and it really was, I mean, I had to wait till saturday to get it but it turned out so much better than i could have ever even imagined winners yeah the state champions and so that was the photo that he picked for his free eight by ten which i'm really awesome about so just to uh kind of expand on that you are who you choose to surround yourself with when you look at your life and you look at how you're feeling and what kind of energy you're picking up? Who are the kind of people you're hanging out with? Kind of a trick question because I'm my own boss and I talk to horses all day. Right. As far as like friends, family, you know, people I go rope with, whatever. I'm a person that is very picky on who I'm around. It has nothing to do with my ego or anything like that. It's about protecting my energy. I feed off of other people a lot, whether that's my attitude, my mood, whatever, you know, like, and I, I think we all do as humans, we just, we turn into those around us. So I, I personally am very picky on who I surround myself with. Maybe that's why I spend a lot of time alone is because I'd rather be alone than be around negative people. For me, it's important to protect my energy. I, I, I want positive people around me. I want people that are talking positively, not, oh, why is this happening? They're saying, what can I learn from this? You know, trying to look at the bright side. My horse is working like crap. No, they're saying, well, lucky for me, I know how to fix this, you know, and they're, they're not talking negatively about them, their other people around them, their horses, whatever it might be. I think that that positive vibes have a lot to do with the language you speak in, the energy you put out. And so just for myself, I surround myself with might not be NFR qualifiers every day. They're positive. They're forward thinking. You know, they're they're trying to get the most out of life. They're trying to get better. And that's the thing that bothers me the most um, about a lot of people is they know that they're stuck in life and they're fine with it because I, I'm not wired that way. If I feel stuck in life, I want to get out of it. I want to figure out how to better my life or get over that hump. I think putting yourself around people that speak positively and put out those good vibes that you can just vibe with and, you know, get along with really easily and they're not being negative. I think that's super important. And you pick up a lot of habits like that from other people. I wouldn't say I was always a negative person. But I've definitely gotten a lot better as far as my positive attitude because of people I've been around. Yes. And I was just about ready to say that because I love how you said that you're a forward thinker and that you like you always want to keep moving forward and like yeah, leveling up and getting better. And it's Mm -hmm. hard for you to be around people that are just like, Well, this is the way my life is and that's just the way it's gonna be and there's nothing I can do to change it. I'm with you on that. The the people that just kind of react and just roll with whatever you know the universe throws in their face. I can't yeah, I can't stand those kind of people. Those kind of people and the people that blame everything that's wrong in their life on everybody else yeah Ah, I can't even oh my gosh like (laughs) 
uh, I just, I try so hard to just send him love and light and be like, you know what, dude? Like, I hope it gets better Best because seriously, luck. you're right. You're absolutely right. Like your life sucks and it's everybody else's fault. So see you bye, you know, but yep. it just comes down to you are a hundred percent responsible for every little thing in your life. And that includes the people you choose to be around. So if you're hanging around people that are negative, that are gossipy, that are poor, pitiful me's that don't want to take responsibility for anything in their lives you can't help but just be sucked into that negative vortex of junk it takes i'm not kidding it takes a few days like i are i always know when i've been around too many negative people i mean you know me i vibe pretty high like almost all the time but if i'm around negative people it takes a couple days to pull myself out of it because it's like oh man it's heavy it's heavy it's crazy because a lot the world and society is wired to look at the bad and to look at everything that sucks look at the you know everything that that is going wrong and it really takes a lot of effort and to make a conscious choice to look for the good and to look for those other people that are looking for the good that are on your same level that want to keep moving forward that want to keep growing that can really see the bigger picture that we have complete control over our lives and we have the opportunities are presented to ourselves every single day to level up and just by being around other people that that are on the level that you want to be on that's huge I remember three or four years ago 2017 five four years ago I was working on my level two ski instructor certification and I ended up out at a little potluck barbecue with all of they're called division clinic leaders so they're they're the ones that like teach other skiers so when when I ended up at this potluck I was thinking to myself you know these are the kind of people that I want to surround myself with if I want to become a division clinic leader I mean granted now it's my focus has kind of shifted and I'm more focused on my western edge photography stuff but just the simple fact that I had that thought in my head that I need to be around these kind of people if I want to ski like these guys and I want to teach like these guys so it's just you become like the five people that you surround yourself with the most so that's why I enjoy hanging out with you they're the ski instructors that teach other ski instructors you know when we do yeah when we do ski clinics and things like that like they're the ones that travel around to all the different places like different ski resorts and do clinics i enjoy hanging out with high vibing people that i can bounce ideas off of i enjoy i'm like you i kind of enjoy being by myself sometimes just because what i do for a living is very high energy from the rodeo horses to the competitors to the families to the announcer you get bombarded with a lot of like crazy energy and so sometimes when i have like that's another part of my self-care going away you know not hanging out with anybody just so that i can recharge basically decompress and come down but one of my friends Cody Jacobs, shout out to Cody Jacobs, Wide Open Customs. He does custom leather work. He made my custom leather belt that I wear that has cameras on it. He's one of those high vibing people. Him and his wife, Holly, those two, I could hang around with them all day because we're all on the same wavelength. We're all on the same vibrational plane. We're all forward thinkers. He's all about the law of attraction. Thoughts become things. Favorite things he likes to say is don't just talk about it, be about it. So in other words, like if you have a goal or something you want to do, don't just sit and talk about it. Like get up off your butt and freaking take action. He told me, you know, iron sharpens iron. It wasn't him. No, it was Todd Kelly that told me iron sharpens iron because we were talking about the competition at Utah and how, how these kids push each other. Yeah. How the kids at the Utah push each other. So Cody told me the don't just talk about it be about it and then todd kelly who is a rodeo announcer he told me the iron sharpens iron if you're around high achievers and people that push you to be better then you're really you have no choice but to level up and be better well and that's what i've always been told is you know if you're around five millionaires you're probably going to be the sixth and if you're around five meth heads you're probably going to be the sixth so you may as well choose what you want to be and surround yourself with them Oh my gosh, that's so freaking true. That's amazing. It's good stuff. But, it's good no, stuff. I just think, I think that was super cool, you know, you getting that picture and, and then, you know, it, it gives you a lesson to talk about too, because that's, that's kind of how, you know, things work is different life experiences teach you different things. Some people could look at that picture and say, oh, what a good picture. Like, 
their family supporting each other and then others could say look at that picture that's a bunch of freaking winners right there and that's why they're winners right absolutely that's why the rights are so dang tough absolutely they push each other so much like not even just at rodeos and they support each other so much that even when they're home it's it's go time. Yeah. They want to see the other one. They want to see each other win and do well. And that's why they're so successful, you know, and yep. they, be- they, number one, they believe in each other. And in turn, that gets each and every single one of them to believe in themselves. You had a quote earlier. What was your quote earlier that we were talking about? The believe. One. Oh, crap. The believe you, the, be- let's yeah. see. Believe you can, and you're halfway there. Yes. Who said that? Yeah. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. I'm going to expand on that because you said that to me, and I was like, well, I don't believe that you're halfway there. I believe that you're there. Like, you have to believe in yourself and believe in your abilities to get you there. And as long as you believe that you can, and you can believe that it's already done, then it is. There's no halfway about it. Like you're 100% on track, ready to slay it. That's, no, that's I think my that's take on that. A quote. good point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, I agree with you and the quote because believe, believing in yourself is the biggest part. Because if you don't believe in yourself, why should anyone else believe in you and give you new opportunities or, you know, anything like that? If you don't believe in yourself, who does? You know, who oh my should? Gosh, it's so good. I remember I saw a quote one time said, and don't even, I can't, I can't tell you who said it because I don't even know, but it was a quote that said, show up in every situation. Like you were born to be there. Yeah. Like regardless if you've never been there before, show up, have confidence. You got 100%, it. percent. Like you're done. It's done. It's over. You, you've got all of it in the bag, you mm-hmm. know, believe in yourself and all your capabilities. And what is that other one? I think it was like Ralph Waldo Emerson said, believe in yourself and all that you are and know that you there's something inside you greater than any obstacle yeah that's the ralph ralph waldo emerson one okay, us okay. Go. i'll have to look it up I'll yeah look it up. that was a good that's a good one so believe in yourself surround yourself with winners to be a winner that's one thing that i really love about rodeo stuff is i sit in arenas a lot and i'm i'm very observant i mean i'm not just taking pictures like i'm watching and listening and i'm like you know yeah I'm checking things out. So I can always tell the ones that are going to have a good run a lot of times or a good ride a lot of times just by, I'm pretty sure that that's how they, the come way they into, carry themselves, yeah, the way they and... carry themselves, how they come into the arena, the kids that have like, they get, they get looks on their faces that are like, yeah, this is in the bag. Like I've got this. Or mm-hmm. you get the ones that aren't that confident in themselves and then they come out and they throw and they miss bigger than shit, you know, bigger than crap or whatever. I almost said yeah. that word. <laughs> <laughs> come on, Amanda. This I know. podcast it's has to like, be grandma approved. It's like, it's grandma approved, so no cussing. <laughs> no, it's just like, that's the thing. And even on up into pro rodeo, I mean, there's got to be a certain level of confidence that you have in yourself and your abilities when you when you step into that arena, there's a quote that Brene Brown talks about in one of her books called The Man in the Arena. Look it up. It's a good one because the man in the arena is the one that counts, not the critic in the stands. Mm-hmm. So you have to have confidence in yourself. You have to have confidence in your abilities. If you don't have that, then what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. So good. It's taken me a long time to release a lot of that self-doubt in myself. It's funny because... For a long time, I had this little dark cloud of self-doubt, like, can I really do this? And it's like, yes, you absolutely can. And you have to let that self-doubt go to be able to level up to the next level. Because the mm-hmm. more you doubt yourself, the more you're going to hold yourself back. That should be Bam. that should be on a t-shirt. So good. <laughs> so <laughs> on that note, is there anything you would like to add? Any questions? For me any questions for our listeners i think we need um, people to send in send in topic suggestions yeah um if you guys have any topic suggestions or questions or any of that we're gonna figure out how on the anchor app so that you can send in voice memos if you have any suggestions you can send them there you can send them to us on social media any questions you know whatever Whatever you want us to talk about, if you want to pick our brain on something, send it in. Like I said, that voice memo should be up, you know, by the time this is posted um, or reach out to us on social social media, anything like that. So throw down your socials one more time there. 
So Brian. Facebook is just Brian Rasmussen, just my personal profile. Instagram is Brian underscore Rasmussen. And you can find me on there. So DMs yes. are open. DMs are open. Any single ladies ready to mingle? Single, but... <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that out there. It's like sliding into the DMs. Slide in the DMs. <laughs> and he'll be like, block, block, block. Block, delete, block, block, delete. <laughs> hey, oh throw gosh. yours out there too so, so that people can reach out. That was funny. Okay. Personal <laughs> Facebook is Amanda Dilworth. My personal Facebook is public, so you can go on and follow me. Again, selective on who I allow on my friends list, even though I've got like a ton of friends. I think I'm up to like 2,500 or something like that. And who knows? I don't even know if I know them all anyways. So and my <laughs> is at Western edge photo. I mean on the TikTok. I haven't posted a lot on the TikTok, but that one is at Western edge photo as well. I have a Western edge photography page, Western edge photography on Facebook connected to my Instagram. So yeah, you can find us there, but we're I'm going to try to get the messaging thing up on Anchor so if you guys decide you want to join the conversation, we can make that a thing. Yeah, that would be really fun. Dude, this was a good solid podcast other than the fact that it decided to disconnect us in the middle of it. I know, what the heck. Right. But no, I think I think it was some good solid stuff, you know, from the last couple of weeks and we've both been so busy that we haven't gotten one recorded. It's like Here every, it and I every think it's worth day. The wait. Every day. Hey, you want to record today? You want to record today? And we <laughs> no, tried. No, I can't because of this or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to try to get my little brother on here, my little big brother that's a boat racer, but it's. Randall. Yeah, Randall, we are. Randall, where you at? He is currently in the shop working on his boat. It's the 22nd today, and we've got one, two, three days before regatta and they barely got the motors in last night. So they're oh, in geez. crunch time. And I crunch said, time. I told my uncle and Steve last night, I was like, man, I guess it wouldn't be regatta if you guys weren't putting motors in boats five days out or four days out. And he's like, it wouldn't be any fun any other way. <laughs> right. I relate. You know? I relate. Oh my gosh. It's good stuff. So, okay. Well, if there's nothing else you want to add, dude, I think we're just going to wrap this, this one up, but thanks for taking the time to, to visit. We, we threw down some pretty gnarly pro tips from some non pros. Right. I like it. It's good stuff. Perfect way to end it. Okay. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and I'm sure I'll talk to you in like 10 minutes. Alrighty. Sounds good. We'll talk to y'all later. <laughs> okay. Bye guys. Bye.